We are professionals. Whether we want to be or not doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, we are professionals. Today, we're going to be discussing what makes a professional, and we're going to be defining the word professional for this podcast. When I ask most people about what do you think a professional is, the answer I get is someone who gets paid for their services. I tend to agree with that, but at the same time, there's a lot I disagree with. To define professional for me, I need to break down the word professional into three main ideas. Knowledge, experience, and achievement. To know and understand a lot of what's going on in your field is so important. If you do not really have the knowledge and current knowledge in your field, I probably wouldn't consider you a professional. Knowledge is a key cornerstone of being a professional. The second cornerstone that I believe is just as important is experience. If I went to a professional that had no experience in their field, it wouldn't give me much confidence. And the third thing is achievement. To really stand above the rest and set a standard for professionals, we like to give people achievements. That may be through competition or giving them awards, but achievement is really the thing that divides experts and professionals. Knowledge, experience, and achievement. K-E-A, key. The three things that most employers really look for when they're looking to hire a professional. Their knowledge, experience, and achievement. But how do you measure these three attributes? How do you measure someone's knowledge? The traditional way to measure knowledge would be to put a piece of paper in front of them with words and questions on it and say, hey, answer this. If you can answer them, you got a lot of knowledge. But these days, I think that's a very dated way of measuring someone's knowledge. Because if we were to get someone that was unwilling or unable to do this test, by the test's results, this person would have no knowledge on the subject. But we both know that the person probably does have a lot of knowledge. If I was to get a person with dyslexia to fill out a test with no support, you would probably get a very different reflection of their knowledge on that test paper. If I was to support them and work with them with dyslexic strategies, that test would look completely different. Paper tests and tests like that, traditional and outdated. The way I want to measure knowledge is through connection. Paper tests may be efficient when you have 40 kids that you need to find out whether they learnt anything. It may be efficient, but it's not effective. If you can connect, that's where you can measure proper knowledge instead of just what they're able to put down on the page. Now, how do you measure experience? That's a hard one. We all like to measure experience in time. 
He's been a real estate agent for 10 years. He's got a lot of experience. But that is also an ineffective way of measuring experience. It's efficient. It's easy for us to understand, but it's ineffective. Let me tell you what I mean. I have 12 years of experience learning Japanese. Does that make me a professional Japanese speaker? No, it doesn't. Because I can only say one phrase. Toilet wa doko desu ka? Where's the toilet? 12 years. I've got 12 years experience, but I have no good experience, quality experience. To judge someone's experience, you need to judge how they're using their experiences and how they're using their knowledge. So it's not just experience, it's quality experience. Now, how do you judge that? It's quite subjective and quite hard. But the easiest way I think of is trying to judge and sort of see and measure their growth. If they're experiencing the exact same thing for 10 years, there's no growth. But if someone is experiencing something different because they're doing something different with what they've learned and their knowledge, that's when you can see growth and that's where quality experience is. All right? I would rather someone who's been going through quality experience for a year than someone who has had just experience for 10. Experience and knowledge go hand in hand as cornerstones to professionalism. The last thing that really sets people apart is their achievements. Now, how do you measure achievements? The way we measure achievements is through competition, through awards, through comparison, really. Who won? Who's the best? What have you achieved? Came first at Wimbledon. That's an achievement. Is that the best way to measure achievement? I'm not sure. But really, at the end of the day, achievement is positive, successful experiences. Someone who has high achievements have a lot of positive, successful experiences. Now, everyone says, well, failure is so important. You've got to really fail. But no one talks about the failure when they're talking about a professional. No one really tells you the fail stories before they tell you the success stories if they're trying to advertise themselves as professionals. Now, just like, like everyone has fail stories, everyone, but not everyone has success stories. And the success stories is what get us those achievements. Just like Steve Nash talking in his practice video, it's not the ones you miss, it's the ones you get in. All right, failure is an important part of learning and growth, but it's not a measurement of expertise. So those are my three main ideas. Knowledge, experience, achievement. KEA, what is your KEA? Let's talk about someone who has a lacking in one of these areas. Someone I really hate going to is a dentist. If a dentist had experience, had the achievement of a thousand patients, five stars or something, but their knowledge wasn't quite up to, up to par. They were using hand drills and they were calling things by their old names that were completely outdated. Would you feel confident in their ability? It probably wouldn't give you too much confidence if you got to the dentist's seat and there were hand drills and there's no anesthetic because he didn't ever learn how to do it. 
That's how important knowledge is. Now, let's flip the script. Let's say he's very knowledgeable in dentistry. He's read a thousand books. He's watched every single YouTube video. He goes on Skillshare. He learns it all. He has the achievement of ducks or he's like, he was the best student. He was valedictorian or whatever you call it at university. But he told you, hey, this is my first time I'm ever going to do this. I've never done this to anybody. You're my first patient. How much confidence does that give you? Yes, it gives you confidence that he's knowledgeable and he has that achievement of the best, but he doesn't have any experience. He still hasn't operated on anybody. So probably a bit of confidence is lacking there on our part. I'd be a bit, I'd trust him, but I probably wouldn't be like putting everything into it and saying, yeah, I want you to do everything, you know? And then let's change it again. This person has knowledge, knows everything. He's got experience. He's done it a thousand times, but he doesn't have the achievement. He doesn't have the dentistry bachelor or master's. He knows a lot. He's done a lot, but he doesn't have the qualification, the achievement. Would that give you confidence? Probably not. Even if he's told you he's done it all before, he knows exactly what he's doing, he could tell every single centimeter and millimeter of your mouth, it still wouldn't breed confidence in you that he knows what he's doing. So the point I'm trying to get to is the perfect combination of KEA gives us confidence and it proves credibility. So to me, a professional has enough knowledge, experience, and achievement to give me confidence and proves credibility. That's what a professional is to me. And that's what a professional is to this podcast. So even if they're not the best and haven't achieved an Olympic gold medal in sprinting, I would still consider them a professional if they've got a considerable amount of knowledge, experience, and achievement. So even if they weren't at the top, but they had enough knowledge, experience, and achievement, I would still consider them a pro. Now, I want you to consider your KEA, your knowledge, experience, and achievement. Consider it, think about it, and be honest with yourself. Don't talk yourself down or talk yourself up. It may be that it was a social tennis competition that you've won. It could be you built a computer by learning all these different things, building it yourself, and building that computer, achieving that goal. What I'm trying to say is professionalism is comparative. It's subjective. When you compare yourself to a pro, you're looking at the difference between your KEA. When I compare myself to somebody who is very skilled in a field, I consider them a pro. I'm like, oh my God, he's such a pro. All we're doing is comparing our KEA. If you're reflecting on your KEA and you're starting to re-evaluate what you should be calling yourself, maybe you might be perfect for this podcast. Because in this podcast, I want to connect and learn from professionals all around me, whether you think it or not. If you've got the knowledge, experience, and achievement, I think you'd be perfect for this podcast. This is We Are Professionals and you 
Kan komme i hjertet,